is Media Boat Podcast. It is March, everyone. We finally made it to March. March the 1st, 2017. Media Boat Podcast, where we talk about film, television, video games, and music. My name is Matt. My name is Mike, and in case you're wondering right now, we are kind of recording a little bit late for the live stream. We're live on Wednesday night as per usual, but yes, we missed eight o'clock. We were doing some catch up with our best with our with the best picture, you know, the best picture. Yeah, we'll talk a, about that well, later. I don't know. They <laughs> they said one name first, and then they kind of recanted their we'll, statements. We'll get there later. We'll get there. But yes, first we do talk about. Movies. In fact, that's the first thing on our list. But we always begin with the box office. And this week was a surprise. Surprise! I guess we could say. I think it was a surprise to most. But it seems like a welcome surprise. Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, so number one was, take a guess. Oh, no, you know what it was. I know what it is. Yeah, get out! Okay. Right now. All right. All right. I'm getting it's out. It's the end of We made that joke last week. We made that joke last week. But it's too late. We can't I wait. I agree. It is. All right. We got to move on. So yeah, uh, number one at the box office this week, Jordan Peele's Get Out, which we briefly talked about last week. And I'm sure we made the same joke last week. <laughs> we did. Like I said, we made that joke last week. Um, yeah. Um, All right. So we are listening. She is listening now. Uh, yes, I did just sign in. God, Google. Horror thriller set over the um the backdrop of race relations in modern america jordan peele's directorial debut featuring the guy from black mirror and um allison williams and the girl yes yes so yeah the girl from girls uh already a huge success already making its money um audiences seem to love it rotten tomatoes 100% 100% for a very long time. Yep. I don't know if it's still 100 Probably not. on there, but it uh, was yep. for like a week. Um, uh, huge hit. 33 million makes yeah. it number one at the box office. Big hit for late February release. Um, seems like, yeah, seems like a popular movie. Good. Uh, glad to see Jordan Peele getting getting some credit. Yeah, glad to see it did a lot better than Keanu. Yeah, after after Keanu kind of tanked. This yeah. is good to see. Yeah, that's good news. Um, so yeah, um, and again... Goes to show you horror movies well, make some money. Yeah, when you have a budget of only four and a half million, that'll you make thirty three. That'll do. We're going to congratulate you. Yeah, and it's not done. No, it's only the first weekend. Uh, yeah, so it's going to keep. It's going to keep going, and yeah, good uh, for We'll see how much it keeps going because as we do head into March, we head into the uh, as Saturday Night Live calls them, not yet ready for yes. prime time movies. Yes, indeed. We get into spring. Yes. So, but yeah, I I I might, I might see get out. It seems pretty good. I might, get out. I might try to get that. Get, might want to get, get out that scene. All right. Uh, so we'll check that out. Maybe. May, I I I might. All right. That's what we said about a couple stuff last time around this year. This is true. We it didn't. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so number two, we had Lego Batman rollover. Yep. Uh, Nineteen million, forty-one percent drop. Crossed the hundred million. Uh, I think we mentioned that last week. As we figured it would. Yep, hundred thirty-three million. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. Uh, John Wick two, number three. Yep. Uh, nine million dollars, forty-two percent drop. Uh, at seventy-four million, it's gonna limp to about ninety and then stay there. Yeah, probably. High eighties, low nineties. Won't break the hundred. Sorry. Uh, but something we know won't make a hundred is the Great Wall. No. Number four. 
Still uh, not doing great. Nine million dollars. Thirty-four uh, million total. So, yeah. Because compare that to yes. Get Out, which made thirty-three this in one weekend. International box office sensation. Yes, international box <laughs> office, not domestic. <laughs> yes. And lastly, rounding out your top five is Fifty Shades Darker with seven million. Yep. Putting that thing over a hundred million at one hundred three. Yeah. That's predictable as well. Yeah. Uh, this week. This week, welcome to March, where things get mad and people get madder as. <laughs> what? As. March Madness. Well, what? <laughs> yes, that's a March Madness joke. Thank you uh, make it, over there. Make it a bracket, movie bracket this I month. Wanted, I wanted well, to no, this, well, see, this is the time where of uh, year where studios release big budget movies that aren't quite ready for summer releases. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, we like this movie, we put a lot of money into this movie, we don't know how well it's going to be received, so mm-hmm. we're going to put it out here in March, as your, basically a summer preview. Right. And we kick off summer preview with one of the most probably anticipated movies, uh, where's my notes here? Right there. The Shack. What? The Shack. What? Based on the Is life experience of Shack. I was going to say, is this about Shaq? Yes, about the great Aristotle. The big ca- Shaqtus. What? The big Diesel. What is this movie actually Superman. about? Superman. What, what, what is this movie actually about? Alright, so, a Shaq. <laughs> the Shaq. The Shaq. S-H-A-C-K. Yes. This is the, um, uh, the, the godly movie, I guess you could call it. You're not helping your case. Wait, what? What is this movie? I don't know what this movie is. You don't know what this is? Okay. No, I know what it is. I'm trying, trying to describe it. Okay. Because I'm trying to remember who I stars don't... in it. Oh. <laughs> Sam Worthington. That's his name. Okay, Sam Worthington. So it stars Sam Worthington after uh, being away for a long, long time uh, from the movie screen. So he goes back into lead role where his daughter dies via a shack. Via a shack? Yes. The shack kills his daughter? Uh, like, she's found dead like in a shack, witch. and this is <laughs> basically her. about Sam Worthington learning to grieve. Okay, sure. By playing by talking with the shack spirits uh, at the oh, shack yeah. or something. Oh, it's ghosts! Ghosts live in the shack. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe God it, it, talks to him. Maybe, maybe angels. Some yeah, sort maybe of divine God, intervention. Maybe it's, angels, some, maybe it's maybe the maybe devil. Spirits. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's those kind of spirits, not the other kind of spirits. Maybe it's spirits. Maybe it's Spirit Airlines. Maybe it's make believe. What? Anyways. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, that comes out. Okay, sure. Uh, we also have Before I Fall. Um, this is your love movie. Your I romance catch movie. Yes. And then lastly, we have uh, Logan. Yes. AKA Old Man Logan. Yes. A.K.A. Wolverine. The final huge Jackman run as Wolverine. A.K.A. the new Wolverine movie. A.K.A. the new <laughs> young girl Wolverine. A.K.A. X-23. A.K.A. <laughs> last time you'll see Sir Patrick Stewart play Professor X. Right. A.K.A. that movie that everyone will probably see this weekend. Yeah, A.K.A. your number one. Yeah, A.K.A. your number one movie. Yeah, so, so we're going with Logan. Oh yeah, we're going with Logan. Easily. Yes, but now where we put this box office at? I don't know. I mean, this week Get Out did thirty. 
Right, but so next week. Next week we have big budget. We have Marvel. We have Logan, old specifically the old man Logan story. Old man Logan. And we have Patrick Stewart in it as well. And this will be the last run of Logan. How many people see movies this week and don't just stay home with their Switch? Uh, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, I think it'll do pretty well, but I don't know numbers wise. Uh, I'm gonna put it at 75 million. That's a that's a big jump from from 30, 30 this weekend. All right, what about 70? That's still a that's big still a big jump. jump. 50? You want to put it at 50? I'll take the over on 50 easily. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. Hollywood estimates are put it at 80. That's Jeez. why. Yeah. Why so high? Because it's an X Men movie. Yeah, I guess, but it's March. But it's an excellent movie. We haven't had a superhero movie in a long time. Well, Doctor Strange was the last one, right? Was it? I don't know. Was it? Oh, no, no. We didn't have a Deadpool. Oh, no. Batman. Lego Batman was our last Lego Batman movie. doesn't really count, though, because it's a Lego uh, movie count. first. Since, so? Anyways. Yeah, and I'm comfortable taking the under, then. The under at what? For this? 70. The under at 70? Yeah, if you, you're you so positive about the 70... I'll take the under. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put it 70. Okay. All right, so 70 it is. 70. All right, we'll see how it does. Um, movie news. Movie news. Are we going to go into this now? Wait, is that all I have for movie news? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, not all what happened. So are we just going to jump into this? Yeah, we're going to jump into this. All right, so the Razzies happened this past <laughs> weekend. Okay, actually, yes, I'm interested. Tell me about... Big winners at the Razzies this weekend. Right. The big winners, a.k.a. losers. Yes. Uh, there were basically two movies that ran the whole category. Uh, Fifty Shades Darker. No. No? No. I guess I can't guess one of them. That that came out last weekend, Matt. I know. Two weekends that doesn't count? No. <laughs> These I know when they really do things. Wants it to count. <laughs> These are four movies that came out last year. Okay. 2016 uh, movies. You probably guess one. Can I? <laughs> I don't know if you can anymore. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can anymore. You do lost me. Just say no. I lost myself. Just say just say what it is. Alright. So your worst picture of the year was Hillary's America. Oh, I forgot that happened. Yes. The the <laughs> Democratic Secret something, whatever. Wait, what? Yes. That was, that was a movie? Yeah. yeah. So there's this propaganda movie out there called Hillary's America. Very limited release. Very limited release. Basically this like future in which like we basically suffer the apocalypse because Hillary Clinton is, elested, uh, uh, is a rec, uh, yeah. erected. Yes, is elected president. It's real dumb. They, d- they did something similar for Obama in 09. Yes. It's Obamination. Yeah. Well, that's a catchier name. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Obama is an easier name He's, to do something with. Yes, that, that you're Hillary. making a dumb joke. Yeah, that Hillary. Yeah. What do you call it? Hillary's Hillary. Hell? Hillary hell? Hilarity ensues. Uh, no, no, Hell-ary. <laughs> just put the I with the E. Hillary Clint Doom. That's a better name. Just Hillary. Hillary. That's a better name than Hillary's America. Hillary. Hella. Hella Clinton. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that one uh, for best... For worst picture, worst actor, and worst actress, <laughs> and okay. worst director, which the director was both the actor and the actress because it was a doc, it was a Got it. documentary-ish Jesus style. Christ. 
No, Jesus Christ was not in it. Jesus oh, Christ, good. Not involved. At not least involved. they didn't. They didn't get get. Walked off set. No, no, because Jesus Christ was on their side. Remember? They had they had talks. Yes, they had talks, they had talks. But talks talks broke down. Yes. No longer involved. Other, the project. You're, uh, other than that, you're <laughs> basically your uh, other uh, your no. other Razzie winner or loser was of course Batman v Superman. Oh right, that thing. Yeah, that thing. Um, that thing won for worst sequel, prequel, or remake. Worst screenplay, worst screen combo for Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. and worst supporting actor, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I feel like they're being a little harsh here. Yeah. You yourself said it was, eh, it was alright, but it wasn't terrible. No, it's not terrible. Yeah. I feel like there were worse movies out there. There, there Namely, there, Zoolander 2. There's an effort that went into that thing as compared to maybe Zoolander. Yes. Where basically oh. Zoolander, it sounds like they just... Took a kind of a, like a, like what you could call a script and then tossed a bunch of guest stars in it. Well, Christian Wiig did win for worst okay. worst supporting actress. Sure. All right. I'm gonna have to watch that something. Thing, hate watch that thing at some point. I think it's, it's on Netflix right it's now. It's on uh, HBO Go. I know. It's on that. HBO Go. Yes. And I think it's on Hulu actually. Not maybe. Netflix. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, maybe I'll do. Oh, Giant Giant's on Netflix point. though. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'll have to tell my dad. We were just talking about I'll it. Watch that. Yeah. It's a good movie. I feel like that would that probably benefits from some time away. I haven't seen it since probably it originally came out. So Really? Yeah. That's well we never movie. we never owned it on, on video. So. That's a good movie. The Iron Giant. Yes. Um, oh, my dad didn't that's not a sex thing. My dad didn't I know that's not a sex <laughs> thing. My dad didn't know that was Vin Diesel. I yeah. Don't... That, that's great. Yes. Early Vin Diesel. Speaking of it. Vin Diesel. Yes. We had a bunch of new trailers drop this week. That was a, quite a segue. Thank you for that segue. <laughs> uh, we had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Nonsense. Official yes. trailer released yeah. this week. Looks good. We also had Alien <laughs> Covenant. First trailer released. Uh, we also had a new trailer for Ghost in the Shell. The Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And uh, as well as Colossal, the Anne Hathaway monster movie. All right, and Donnie Darko 4K coming soon to theaters. Right, which 4K. is not a sequel. No, it is a re-release. It is 4K yeah. digital re-release. Yeah. Huh. Yes. That, for Donnie Darko. That movie's all right. We mentioned this was gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. So that, that that movie's all right. I I don't I I don't love it as much as some people do. Uh, as it I says guess. in the trailers. The cult classic returns. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Cult classic yeah. is a good way yes. to put it. If you if it's you okay. like cult it, classic movies, it's it right. is right up there. It's, yeah. it's alright. But if you like cult cut combos, mm. not not for you. I do not like necessarily. I do like a cult I like cut both. combo. Necessarily. I do like a cult I cut like combo. I like both. I love cult cut. Can no, I, I, I can't do cult cut combo. Oh, it's good. No, see what I do is I get the, the chicken and then I add them have them add a buffalo sauce. Then you ruin it. Why? That's not a cold pet combo. No. You're putting an element that's not cold. No, I'm making a hot sandwich. Yeah. I don't need cold sandwiches. But it's Let's a cold it cut combo. When okay. you get the triple C, you get it cold. It's in the name. How can I get HTC? No. It's not a thing. All right, moving on. Move on, please. All right, well, we had some Blasphemy on this podcast. We had some Netflix trailers debut. We do. Yes, including Mindhunter. Okay. This is David Fincher's next movie. Got it. Where basically it's it, according to the trailer, there's a bunch of just blood splatters drop to tell like a Rorschach test. Okay. And it looks like how criminal minds 
like the TV show began <laughs> via the FBI. Okay. Where in order to catch a criminal, you gotta think like a criminal. This is Criminal but Minds the movie. Does that make you the criminal? No. Yes. <laughs> uh, next up, we have War Machine. Yes. Not the Marvel War Machine. Not that War Machine. But Brad Pitt's War Machine. Yeah. <laughs> Not Brad Pitt is War Machine. No. Brad Pitt stars in the movie War <laughs> Machine. Very different, yes. <laughs> Uh, which is uh, based, sounds like it's, a, or at least the trailer looks like it's about uh, some general in the Iraq war dealing with politics and how nonsensical it is. Wait, I don't know if I would call politics and warfare nonsensical, but okay. <laughs> yeah, the trailer made it look that way. All right. And lastly, we have Bright. That's so bright. So, if you remember, if you've been following us, we mentioned this movie way back mm-hmm. in like October, shortly after Suicide Squad was announced, because this movie is by David Ayers, hey. starring Will Smith. Yes. And it's a Netflix movie uh, written by Max Landis. Your favorite person? One of. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. You hate this guy. So am I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, the trailer makes it look exactly as it was uh, written up, where it's an LAPD cop, mm-hmm. aka Will Smith, yep. starts having these weird daydreams, or are they? Mm-hmm. Weird, fantastical things happen. And then he goes to the shack, an, and then... Where he sees wait, an orc and grabs that? a sword, and there's witches yeah. involved, and... And then he has to figure out... Is, is it real? Is it real is inside the shack? Wait... This isn't about. This isn't the same thing. No, but he's caught in a landslide. Okay. The landslide brought him down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Down. And down, 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 down. (laughs) And lastly, because uh, the best picture winner always gets a re-release, the best picture will expand to fifteen hundred theaters this weekend. Yes. After being pretty much exclusively limited. Yep. For the for its original run. Yep, and you're going to. Uh, oh, by the way, you should probably announce what best picture is. We should probably talk about this. So, so let's segue from movies into TV. Let's go into this. So this weekend, not only were the Razzies held, but also the Academy Awards. The Oscars were on Sunday, as they do every year, and, and we were live on Sunday. We were live as recording we it. If year. you missed our live webcast to recap, it was kind of a crazy night. Well, at least it was business as usual up until the last 10 minutes. Yes. Uh, but basically what you need to know is the big winners over the course of the night were, of course, as predicted, La La Land and Moonlight. Yes. Um, the actor uh, being taken by Casey Affleck of Manchester by the Sea. Actress being Emma Stone from La La Land. Director going to Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Uh, cinematography also taken by La La Land. Score. Original song. Um, they pretty makeup. much yeah Suicide Squad yeah then the makeup Suicide Squad some some random left field choices in there yeah but arrival the one part, for VFX and stuff yeah for the most part we did pretty well in fact behind us is our scoreboard Mike guessed correctly seventeen out of the twenty four nominations boom not bad at all I came up behind with fourteen and we missed a total, missed of, total three of three compared three. to everyone. So, we did not bad. Not bad, all things considered. And because my picks, Doctor won a $50 gift card. Congratulations, yeah. Doctor. Congratulations. 
So that brings us, of course, to Best Picture. So in what usually is a pretty clear-cut thing, it's the last award of the night, they basically have two or one presenter come up and just read the name, and everybody comes up, and, and Jimmy Kimmel waves goodbye. This time, however, that was not the case. Yes, because La La Land won. <laughs> well, okay. And so, then did it. <laughs> here's what happened. They had Faith well, in the Way and uh, well, Warren Beatty on well, stage. Okay, wait, wait. As I have written down here what's... Award. Okay, so I've written down here what actually okay. happened. Yes. I, I, I have the results yes. of what happened. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you want to say what happened? <laughs> I thought you were... When you, the way you said that sounded like you were like, I'm just going to read this. Well, I was just going to read this, but then you kept talking. Also, are we going to talk about how we watched Moonlight? I thought we were going to talk about that after we talk about Best Picture. All right, so that makes more sense. For okay, me. so here's how things went down: <laughs> Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway come Who, out on stage because it's the 50th yes, anniversary uh, of yes. Bonnie and Clyde. Right, and just like Bonnie and Clyde, they hijacked the show. <laughs> I've been saving that joke all day. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> So, uh, they go on stage, they read the nominees, uh, Warren Beatty opens the envelope. Except? Except the envelope says, uh, Emma Stone, Moon, or La La Land. So yes, if you zoom in, apparently, on the footage, you can see that he's actually outside of the envelope he's carrying, says, feature actress. It does not say best picture on it. It seems like, and apparently this was, this was, um, proven later. Uh, but a person backstage whose job it is to hand the envelope to the presenter handed a duplicate envelope of the Best Actress envelope instead of the Best Picture to Warren Beatty. Okay, so the person you're referring to is yes. Brian Cullinan. Oh, he has a name. He has a name. Okay. So there's two people involved. All right. One is Brian Cullinan. The other is Martha Ruiz. Okay. These were two accountants responsible for the Best Picture blunder. Okay. And as a result, they will not be returning to the Oscar show. Oh, jeez. So, after um, Emma Stone won for Best Actress, they went to Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which is weird. But, well, because normally you do director and then picture. But they did actress and then picture. They mixed it up a little this year. Sometimes they do. Uh, so, uh, while Cullinan was... Uh, or sorry, while Brian... I'll just say Brian... Uh, was busy tweeting a photo... Of Emma Stone from backstage, <laughs> minutes before handing Warren Beatty and Faye Denway the wrong envelope for Best Picture. <laughs> the reason there are two copies is because both cases holding the winners uh-huh. are on both stage right and stage left. Okay, interesting. Yes. So they came in the opposite of the last presenters. Right. Okay. Because they came in uh, stage right. Right. But the previous one came in from stage left, so that's why they had that envelope. Right, so there, that would be the reason why there's two. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, so once the error occurred, protocols for correcting it were not uh, followed through quickly enough by uh, Brian or Martha. Um, yeah, so... So long story short. Long story short. They had they, the wrong envelope on stage. They had the wrong envelope. They should have noticed they had the wrong envelope and should have switched it out while they were saying the names. Except they didn't because Warren Beatty is, well, on the older side. And so instead, he probably just assumed that he was doing something wrong. He has that long take where he's just looking quizzically at the envelope. Faye Dunaway looks over and is like, okay. And we're just sitting there be like, what's going on? Well, Warren Beatty caught on. Yeah. 
the producers who are supposed to be care, care, take care of this thing, these two people, <laughs> didn't realize what they had done. No. They were busy watching it and spectating, and then all of a sudden realized that once La La Land won, yeah. that something must have been wrong. So La La Land was called, and yes. so everybody involved in the production team there went on stage and started their acceptance speech speeches. It looked like La La Land had just won Best Picture, right. and nobody was really onto something until you noticed movement happening on stage. I noticed the stage director, <laughs> yes. the stage manager yes. on stage, yes. running around trying right. grabbing envelopes. Which is which no, is, you don't see. The stage manager does not go on stage. And soon enough, you see people like people leaning over and talking to people, like whispering in people's ears. And all of a sudden, in the middle of one of the acceptance speeches, you have one of the guys go, "Wait, uh, oh, we didn't win. We lost. We lost." Well, well here's the thing: Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel was in the audience. So yeah. after they do, uh, after announce Best Picture, they're supposed to catch Jimmy Kimmel in the audience right. to do a bit with Matt Damon. Oh, okay. So he's sitting there with Matt Damon. Yeah. All of a sudden, he hears his earpiece. Yeah. Go on stage. We need you to fix this. <laughs> so you can see him run on stage and try to get a handle this situation mm-hmm. to where uh, he, one, he doesn't. Uh, then two, Warren Beatty, thank God for him being professional, <laughs> yeah. admits his mistake yeah. right then he, and he there. He read, it explained, that, and it said Emma Stone on it, which made, made finally got the audience to realize, oh, wait, no, this was the wrong envelope. Right, and then, the, then uh, uh, one of the producers showed... That Moonlight won for Best right. Picture. Yeah, showed, showed the camera so that way the audience at home knew yeah. as well. Well, because it was the, well, Moonlight, well, but really Moonlight won. Yeah. It was, no, seriously, guys. My, my favorite thing was, my, no. fa- my favorite thing was the guy who says, this is not a joke. Right. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Jimmy Kimmel the following yeah. night, yeah. he had people come up to him. Yeah. Throughout the night, asking, "Did you plan that? Was that a no. joke? Was that a skit from you? Like, it was no, not a bit. That wasn't a bit. It was a screw up. Yep. Because they don't mess around with Best Picture. Right. That would not be something they would do a joke on. Uh, according to him, if they were to mess around, it yeah. would have been a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. Yeah. <laughs> God. Anyways, but yes. Yeah, so, anyways, the end of all this was that, yes, La La Land did not win Best Picture. It lost to Moonlight. Yes. Moonlight won, and they did eventually get their acceptance speech uh, brief, although it was. Yes. And there was a bit of kind of a vibe of, it would have been a way better moment for them if they were able to have it on their own terms as opposed to have all this chaos be in front of it. So it's both, it's, it's hard to kind of grapple with it because it's a fun live television moment that we're like all like, it's a fun live cool to watch. But But at the end of the day, you think about it, it sucks. It really does suck because it sucks for both sides of the, of the award here. You have the team of La La Land that legitimately thought that they had won Best Picture, which is a big deal in the in the business. Yes. And to have all of them just completely, well, except for Ryan Gosling. That guy was smug. <laughs> but everybody else, you could see it on their faces that they were disappointed. Ryan Gosling, however, is just sitting there laughing at the whole thing. Yeah. Because he just can't believe it, believe what is happening in front of him. But everyone else looked genuinely hurt. And then you have the Moonlight team. I mean, triumphant that they had won, but it's got to be bitter. It's got to be a bittersweet moment now where they're just like, well, we didn't have our moment. It wasn't 100% theirs. And now you have the discourse being still about, oh, they messed up as opposed to Moonlight Moonlight won. Well, Moonlight overcame everything. Now it's, oh, they messed up. It would have been a completely different conversation now if that hadn't happened. And it kind of sucks. 
Because, as we can segue, I think Moonlight deserves it. Uh, before we segue, <laughs> we have another cast to talk about. We do? Yes. Oh, that one. So yeah. during the end of the I didn't know about this until I went, I went to my sister's on uh, Monday night, and yeah. she told me about it. I guess they were talking about it on a radio show yeah. that morning or something, but I didn't actually hear this had happened. So during the In Memoriam segment, a yeah. photo of a still-alive producer, yeah. Dan Chapman, yeah. was used instead of veteran Australia film producer, Janet Patterson, who Oops. did pass... Uh, the American Motion Picture Association Science Arts Science has apologized for the incident. They said sorry. Yeah. There's not much you can do now. Yeah. It, it passed. Stuff like it's that happens. It's 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 it, not. It great. seems like they always leave someone out or someone's messes up. Right. You figure they double check, triple check, but then you get to these like producers who aren't in the spotlight. And you're like, ah, eh, sure, it's close stuff. I think. Maybe. <laughs> But yeah, it's disappointing for the person and disappointing for the family, I'm sure. But really, in, in the measure of effect, yes. it's, yeah. Not a whole, it's, not it's, a whole lot of people noticed, no, I would think. I didn't even know about it. Right. But yeah, it's it's still, yeah, it's still lousy, but yeah. Yes. It's still, it's still uh, it hurts. Mm-hmm. What also hurts is watching Moonlight. Okay. All right. That's not how, that's not how we're going to. That's how I'm going to segue into this. That's how we're going to have to segue into this. First, let, let's back up a tick. Okay, so you've you have seen both now as of the last thirty minutes. You have now seen both La La Land and Moonlight. Funny enough, uh, you too have also seen both La La Land and Moonlight. I know. So basically, I'm starting this with. Oh, I've also seen Hidden Figures and and you also saw Arrival as well. And Arrival. So you saw a large amount of these best pictures. I saw over half of these movies then. So. Wow, so so if you so what we did during the the, the stream, <laughs> yeah, I know what we did during the stream was is what we thought was going to win. Now I want to switch it. What do you think should have won? One, in your opinion, just your opinion, just my your opinion. taste of the nomination nominated best pictures. Okay, uh, um, <sighs> I'm curious. La La Land. Out of, really, I remember you didn't come off that thing as positive. As as I certainly was right, but I still think it's the best movie that's accessible for audiences. Okay, is that in your mind what Best Picture should be honoring? No, Best Picture <laughs> encompasses everything between directing, acting, yeah. and yeah. and uh, cinematography. Right. Love the cinematography on it. Yeah. The acting was okay, but the directing and the writing on that, well, not the writing for the dialogue, yeah. but <laughs> the original compositions yeah. is what puts it over the edge for me. Sure. That's why I think it should win Best Picture. Plus, it also falls in line with other Best Pictures being that of like the artist. It's about Hollywood. It's, right. It's a story from Hollywood about itself. And it's, it's a love letter to old classic Hollywood. To, to um, drop a film school term, it's reflexive. And what I mean by that is it is a commentary on itself in the way that film has always been. Yes. From the early, early, early days of film, there's always been film about filmmakers. It's a medium in love with itself. It always has been. And I think, yeah, you do see that in the history of, of the Academy Award for Best Picture. And yeah, I think La La Land is the most modern interpretation of that. All right, want me to rank the other four? <laughs> oh, rank them? Yeah. Okay, rank them. Sure. Number two, Arrival. Okay. 
as as I knew it had no shot in hell of ever yeah, winning, no. it was still the better movie of what I saw. Okay. Being that it was an original story, and if they told it better, it would have won. Okay. Because the story was, uh, as I put it, um, what was it not not nonlinear? Yeah. As it was because it was nonlinear, I think that threw off a lot of people. Although it worked nonlinear, it's just that a lot of people didn't like that it was nonlinear. Mm-hmm. So that's why. I can see it. That's why I see Arrival working better as my number two pick for best picture. Okay. Number three is Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. As much as I hated that movie and hated Andrew Garfield for it, <laughs> everyone else in that movie is great. Okay. And that war scene is fantastic. Okay. Once you get once you get out of America and into the war, it is it is good from there on out. But I still don't like Andrew Garfield in that. <laughs> Number four is Hidden Figures. Okay. <laughs> because that is a simple story told well. And I liked Janelle Monet in that. More than I liked her in Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> I think she had a better purpose in uh, Hidden Figures. I think Hidden Figures tells a better story. It is the better story told and is the one that needs to be told. I think that in order for it to win Best Picture, they had to make one, math sexy, which is extremely hard to do. <laughs> and two, make the make the black man characters more of an importance than than the side piece that helps. Basically the it was the help of this year. Sure. Yeah. Um I guess if you're going to bit boil it down to that. And lastly, number five was Moonlight. <laughs> I could put this lower because I could think of other pictures that were better than this. But this is, for me, this is one of the cases where last year's Oscar So White hit hard this year in which everyone went for the African-American picture that is Moonlight. Okay. Now let's hear your take on this. I, I want to hear how you like this movie. I couldn't disagree with you more. I want to hear how you like this movie. What? <laughs> what do you mean how? <laughs> so, we watched Moonlight. Um, yes. I actually have seen it twice now. Um, I watched it yesterday, uh, or whenever that was. Monday. Day before. And we watched it just uh, before we recorded this podcast. That's why we were late recording. So... I didn't really know what that thing was until I saw it. I think that a lot of the sources, the things that people were talking about it in my circles and kind of the way that people were talking about it was very much like they didn't want to say what that movie was about because they didn't want to give anything away. And I see why they did that. Because that movie is not your traditional Hollywood narrative. That movie is a personal, introspective kind of story the kind that you would mostly see in like a novel it's not it doesn't have an arc it has a character arc and it splits that character arc into three three portions of the person's life and i think what makes that thing work is it's a very personal story but it's a relatable personal story it's a story about self-discovery 
it's a story about that you can use as a metaphor for a few things. It's it's a story that works on a very human level. That movie is not about race. It is race. It's not about homosexuality. It is homosexuality. It's not about these things. It's a story that takes place in the, with the dressing of these things. It's a story that feels real because it is in this real setting of a modern story about a modern person and how they started and they struggled and they ended up. And it's a love story, which is not what I anticipated at all. I didn't know it was, but at the heart of this thing, it is a love story. And I think right now, where we're at in 2017, see a movie that has that is about this person is more important than it's ever been. There are people who have been waiting for this story to be shown on a screen. And I think that's what's important about Moonlight. Even though probably I would, just my personal taste, I probably enjoyed my time in the theater with La La Land more. This wasn't about that for me. This, if you were to, if I was to take what you describe as your criteria for what should win Best Picture, if it is cinematography plus directing plus acting plus the story, if it's all of these things in, in like a neatly tied package, I also agree that that's what this is. I think that there were more, I was more awed by the shots in this thing than La La Land. I know that you were distracted by some of the aesthetic choices that they made. Not so much for me. I thought a lot of the a lot of the things that they did here were really impressive to me. I thought the performances were better. I mean, it's a different movie. You don't. It's not quite. It's a different kind of acting in La La Land, and I understand that. And I think that I'm just the kind of person. Like my problem with La La Land was the story. So it's the opposite for Moonlight. I think that that's this thing is its story. It is its. It is this tale that is t talk t telling about this character. So they're almost polar opposites in a lot of ways, and I see why now a lot of people were easy to set them up as competitors. Basically, it was either La La Land was going to win or Moonlight was going to win. It was very diametrically opposed. And I get that, it, both on, on a race, in a race way, and in a, in a in a way that represents what modern film is is that there are two very very different takes on what film can be and what a best picture winner should be and i'm kind of glad that that juxtaposition did happen so i really 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 like them both and for wildly different reasons it's the part where i say you're wrong <laughs> and you're allowed you're allowed to think that i'm wrong we're allowed I don't to think disagree you're wrong. i know you're wrong <laughs> We're allowed to disagree about this. I think that's important. Right. So, <laughs> Moonlight yeah. is this journey that's yes. defined by these three separate incidences. Well, not incidences. Because it's not just specifically one thing that happens to this person at this specific age. It's, it's kind of like a portion of that age. You're, you're seeing a day in the life. Three days, essentially, in the life 
of this person. Three 24-hour periods, you Essentially, could say. give or take. I don't know. Yes. The time is fuzzy, as movies usually are. Right. So let's just call it a week, then. Sh- sure, give or take. So three week periods are weak <laughs> in the sense of this movie. <laughs> Again, the time is not the, the important part. It's not about the time taken. Well, no, my... Okay, so my problem with Moonlight is what is the goal? What is the purpose of this movie? It is about the character finding himself. Finding his identity, figuring himself out. It took too long to figure that out. And it was a one-story narrative. Well, technically two. And that's the point. It's a character study. It's just telling this steeply personal story about this character. It is not... There's no stakes. You're looking for stakes. Yes. And there are no stakes. That's what it's I'm not, looking for. It's not that kind of narrative. I'm looking for stakes. I'm looking for why I should care for this movie. It's not... Why should I care Why should you care about this person? Because yes. you should care about this person just like you care about a real person. But the stakes aren't high enough in this movie. I don't know. I'd say that individually, yes, when I say that it doesn't have stakes, I mean that in a screenwriting way. I mean right. that in the traditional way we're, we're taught about three-act structure. Yes. However... When you talk about the emotional stakes of this real person, fictional person, but you know what I mean. Right. This, this, but, but the stakes are very high for him. He is in a situation growing up where he doesn't have a father figure at all. He finds a father figure. He bonds with him. He has a, a, a maternal figure who's, who is abusive, emotionally abusive to him. He has a, a, a problematic school life and you see how that takes place their stakes for him is his very existence he does not feel comfortable living the there are things around him that are keeping him from living his life and then part three is him coming in his own in a way that is unique to his experience no it's not ideal but he finds the one thing the through line and it ends with him getting back a feeling that he had lost. That's the stakes. They're not big enough. They're not high enough. They're real. It's because it's... They're real yeah. stakes. It's, it's These are not made life. of fictional stakes. These are, this yeah. is life. Okay. <laughs> Lives happen in big yeah. sections where yeah. all of a sudden a whole bunch of things happen all at once that cause your life to change. And that's what it keeps showing over and over again in three separate sections. That's why people connected with this movie. Other than the fact that it has a whole bunch of commentary on, like, racial things. But it's not about the commentary. I think what makes it interesting is that it's it's doing it by just telling a story about a person. I don't think we watched the same movie. (laughs) I watched it twice. (laughs) I don't know how that's possible. I I don't know how that's possible either. (laughs) I think you just had a different expectation for that what that thing was going to be. Maybe. I think that I went in not really knowing what it was. Yeah. I I went in basically only knowing that it was that it had that people were saying you have to see this thing and people were using the word experience like this is an experience. And I think that that maybe is one, a part of the disconnect. I think that you were looking, you're looking for, and typically, I I'm think looking for a narrative in general for mo- your movie watching. Yeah, you preference. tend, you tend yes. towards 
You want a movie-ass movie. I want a movie-ass movie. You want a movie I want a narrative. A I want to be told a story. This is, this is telling a story, but it's not in a traditional Hollywood narrative. It's doing something different than narratively I yeah, can accept it's, it's than a three-act structure than I can accept it being different, art, which is why I can accept it winning all its spirit awards. Go win all your independent awards. I don't I care. Think you're being, Stay away from my academy. I think you're being dismissive. I think that what this... what this So, Moonlight winning this award means a lot of things, but I think one of the things it does mean, no. does mean is that the academy is recognizing that there can be a non-traditional story be told and it can win best picture i think one of many things that it's saying i think if la la land won it would have been status quo another year of status quo i like la la, la, la land again uh, uh, again a lot but it is very much it is itself an ode to classic hollywood cinema it is a movie about movies and thus it is classic hollywood cinema it's Status quo, it's the same thing we've always been given, and there are good things about it. I like that movie a whole bunch. And one of the things that I've, and, and when I mentioned this thing about them being, these two movies being diametrically opposed to each other, this is kind of my own struggle here. Because I've been struggling with this award season because of all the people that are in my circles, the people that I follow on Twitter, they're trashing on La La Land because they so, they're so passionate about Moonlight. And it wasn't because until I saw Moonlight. Difference? No, it was because they wanted that movie so badly to win that they didn't get the love for La La Land. And I get that. I, now I get that. After seeing Moonlight, I'm like, it's such a different thing. They don't want status quo. They don't want this thing that represents... It represents something that is anti what they believe. It represent, well, Whereas Moonlight represents their hope for cinema that reflects their lives. Or at least an option. Yeah. Or at least the, the, the thought that the thought that it could. And I think I think that yeah, I th I think that this goes back to kind of Adele winning over Beyonce or the pa the Patriots beating the Falcons, the Falcons the Super Bowl. This was this broke the streak. This broke the streak. This broke the streak. You have Lives that aren't usually represented in our mainstream awards being represented here. Right, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that in Moonlight. You just really, I didn't just get really it. didn't, and that's fair. Didn't get. I understood the narrative, okay. Right. I just think it was weak. It was a weak narrative. I understood the stakes. I just thought they were weak stakes. Again, because they're not what you want to see in a movie. Right. And that's six. I'm, uh, what I'm saying is, you're right for what you want to see in a movie. We're not disagreeing about that you didn't like it. You're allowed to not like it. I, I'm saying I don't like it. Emphatically. That's, that's fair. And I'm, I'm not saying that's not fair. I'm just saying that there are reasons why that thing deserves it. I think looking back, the thing is going to be remembered for the exact same reason as Crash One, where it shouldn't have. I don't know about that. Uh, it's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but it's an extreme opinion. It's a completely different it's thing. An extreme than Crash. opinion. <laughs> Anyways, so that happened. All right, so Moonlight happened. <laughs> yes, that happened. All right, it's on on demand now. 
go check it out if yeah. you haven't seen it. Or also, you can check it out in your theaters. It will yeah, it does a good expansion. Also check out La La Land. Yes. It is also very good. And then you be the judge between the two. You make the call. You 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 decide. Mm-hmm. We can only tell you what we think <laughs> and how Matt's wrong. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of like yeah, Matt's wrong. Uh, anyways, moving on. Yes. Except that well, one out of three people here. One out of three people here agree Matt's wrong. <laughs> Matt is right. Again, I'm not trying to be right or wrong. Yes. As, just, as you say, there's no right opinion. or wrong. Yeah. There is just precedent for Moonlight winning that you want to see happen. I, I think it's a good thing that that thing won. Also, my personal opinion is that it deserved it. As I said, I, I think have it was a good movie. I, yeah. I so have plenty of problems with it. That, and that's fair. I also have a lot of problems with La La Land. Yes, well, it also has problems. But I like that thing a lot. Yes, yeah. it's it, it. There's a difference between yeah. I think I think it's it's fair to say objectively I like this thing while also saying here's all the problems with it. Yeah, that is okay. That is just as valid that as means the that opposite. You, that means that you're looking at it yeah. more in you can depth. Look, you can like something and still be critical about it. Yes, and vice versa. You can hate something and still see that there, there's good things in it. I think that that both go both go it goes both ways that way. Woo-hoo. Yes. Okay. Anyway. So oh okay so let's move on to um, other things that happened mm-hmm. at the Academy Awards. One last thing uh, of note is that uh, during her performance, Lily <laughs> Travalo did get popped on the head. Yes, yeah, she got popped on the head by a wave. Yes. And she kept going. And she kept going. Like every, any like a good. pro. Yes. Yes. And because she showed off that she was a pro, she got a TV deal out of it. Nice. Well, not necessarily that, but also she's an up-and-coming actress. Yeah. Now. Hollywood. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Drama High is the new series from Friday Night Lights producer and showrunner Jason Cat- Kattens. Okay. And Hamilton producer Jeffrey Sellers, which means we could have a musical high school drama. Okay. All right. I'm on board. That is not Glee. That is not Glee. Yes. I'm, I'm happy. However... Um, this is inspired by the story of groundbreaking high school drama teacher, hmm. Lou Volpe. Uh, Volpe? Yes, Volpe. 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 V-O-P-E-E. Volpex. Volpe. Uh, <laughs> so Moana, star Moana. Now was, available on On Demand. Uh, on Demand. And will be available on <laughs> Blu-ray and DVD. Just want to plug it. On, uh, on Tuesday. That is seven. also a good movie. Yes. Moana! Didn't we have best, to watch that! Didn't win. Didn't win. Didn't win uh, Best Animated Feature. Got no, that lost was to Zootopia, but... As, as it was going to. As you predicted. Yes. As it was going to, anyways. Yeah. Because Zootopia has the better social commentary on it than Moana. Even though Moana is visually and probably story the best picture. I, I predicted Moana in that category only because I associate the voters for Animated Feature as old and white. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, they're probably going to give it to the more traditional Disney. More traditional Disney. I was wrong, and I'm happy to be wrong. And I thought <laughs> Old and White meant everyone was going to vote for La La Land. And it won. <laughs> well. For, for two minutes. <laughs> Just like its dream sequence. Yep. Everything, yeah. Everything was happening. Yeah, I think that that's my favorite bit about that whole stupid envelope thing was that, yes, on, on Twitter somebody had said, and just like the movie... They had their win, only to immediately realize that that was just fantasy. 
Yep, and reality, had reality just strike it. Reality came and they, yeah. Yep. Took it away. Took it away from me. So, uh, Drama High will be an hour-long drama described as a look at an extraordinary working class, extraordinary working class high school drama department, Mm -hmm. and the incredible students who come alive under a passionate teacher and family man whose dedication to the program galvanizes the entire town. That sounds great. I I might watch that. That that sounds kind of personal for me. This is, I believe <laughs> there, there are reasons why there are reasons you why I would really watch that. Emphatic yeah, really quickly. There are reasons why I would watch that. <laughs> It'll be on NBC. Okay. At some point, uh, should it get greenlit? Sure. Right now, they're just in uh, early talks and producing, gathering stuff. So okay, look for it maybe by fall because okay. it doesn't seem like it requires a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But also look for original music from this thing. I can. Yeah, that'd be cool. This sounds like the prequel to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know. After that season two finale, <laughs> I don't know where that show is going. So we might get the prequel in the show. So, who <laughs> lord, that finale. Right. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, we're running long. I know we're running long. That's okay. We yeah. don't have a whole lot much more. Oh, wait. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have a video game to talk about. Not so, as that, but I got, I got a huge chunk right here to talk about for the rest of TV. All right, what do we got? All right, so we're going to talk about uh, streaming services. So, uh, Netflix, YouTube, and Amazon are the most popular web streaming services. I believe it. With Netflix accounting for more than a third of all yep. uh, downstreaming web traffic yep. at 35%. Uh-huh. Followed by YouTube at 17%. Okay. And then Amazon Video at 4%. And then just everyone else at just under 4%. Yeah. However, in terms of actual subscribers, it's actually Amazon who's in the lead because of Amazon Prime. Mm. Uh, with 54 million subscribers. Right, because there's people who have that thing don't, that don't even know they have that thing. Right. Right. What? Because if you are have a regular-ass Amazon Prime membership, which used to be just the, I want two days shipping for everything, that gives you Prime streaming video. So there's people who have had Amazon Prime for like 10 years that don't know that streaming thing exists. They've just been, they've given it. They've been given it, and they probably don't even know they have it. Right. Also, people just use it for Amazon and don't regularly right. check, check into yeah. Amazon TV or video movies. Yeah, because it's just not what they, they're not, what, that's not what they're paying for, right. they think. Right. Uh, Netflix, however, has 45 million subscribers. Right. right. They know exactly money. what they're paying for. Yep. And DVD is just, to their door. Wait. No. And then it just <laughs> drops <laughs> yeah. 25 million subscribers to Comcast. Yeah. And then Hulu at nine million. Okay. And then HBO Go at just over a million, two million. Okay. Uh, just shows you just how wide a range people and by are. By HBO Go, you mean actually HBO Now? Yes, HBO Now. Yes, that's yes. different. That's exactly what I mean. About <laughs> um, the, the rest, uh, now this the reason I bring up this uh, huge gap in streaming uh-huh. is because we had an announcement today. We did. Um, yeah, I have some feelings about this thing, but go ahead. So, we actually announced this a while ago. Yeah. If you've been paying attention and following us, thank you for, for doing that. Uh, our one viewer, pew, pew. doctor. <laughs> Apparently that's not accurate. Anyways. <laughs> Apparently that's so, not accurate. Who knows? <laughs> Why are you viewing over there I don't remember the us? one time that she said she was still watching when it said zero, uh, so who, who knows what number that actually is. 
It's ten now. Yeah. Or a hundred. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. One dot, dot, dot. One million. <laughs> No. 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 Just no. One. No. All right. So streaming. Streaming. Uh, As we mentioned (laughs) before, uh, when CBS and Viacom were leaving everybody, we mentioned that there were rumors of them making a deal with Google and, more specifically, YouTube. Well, the today has finally come. Well, kind of. Well, the announcement of today has finally come. Yeah. Where YouTube TV will become a thing. Yes, it will. But without a lot of the companies that they need. Are you sure? Yeah, I looked at this today. So, uh, you, so YouTube TV is a mm-hmm. paid subscription service that streams a slew of premium broadcast and cable networks to your mobile device, tablet, computer, and anything with a with a Chromecast, along with uh, local, uh, well, the networks, the four networks have signed on. Well, here's what you get: you get forty channels for thirty five dollars yeah. across six accounts, six YouTube accounts, right? And you get access to live TV, including broadcast numbers of CBS, yeah. ABC, NBC, Fox, mm-hmm. ESPN, regional yeah. sports networks, right, and popular cable networks, right. Uh, so your subscription includes cloud DVR with unlimited storage. Right. Yes. Which sounds great. Yeah. Um, it will also include AI-powered search and personalization and access free access to YouTube Red programming. Well, not free because you're paying for it, but in addition to it, you get YouTube Red. Uh, so, however, here's uh, stuff that won't be on it. Yeah. Including a couple premium channels, including MTV, mm-hmm. CNN, and all the uh, cable programs from Viacom, including mm-hmm. MTV, Comedy Central, Turner, which is TNT, mm-hmm. USA. Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. AMC, Discover, Time Warner, and A&E. Discover would be... It's the Discover Network. Discover is the credit card. No, it's Discover Network. What? <laughs> What's Discover? Discover Network. Like Discovery. Yeah, uh, Discovery. National Geographic. Yeah, Discovery. Yeah. It's under Discover. What? Yeah. Not, it's not called Discovery. Discover is a credit card. <laughs> there's Discover credit card. There's Discover Network. If I use Discover in a sentence, it is, do you take Discover... And the answer is always no. Well, yeah, because you don't take t- cable TV. It's do you have it. So, yes, Discovery. Go on. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. You, so, you can add No. It. Yes. Turns out, no. I don't mind paying about $10 more to actually get some of those channels. So, I'm okay. Right. So, they're, but thanks, so, YouTube. So, YouTube is will be directly competing with... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sling TV, PlayStation, PlayStation View, View Direct TV now, yeah. and AT and T now. Right, just, just Direct TV. <laughs> yes, and Hulu. It's smart, and that's a great price point. Thirty-five is a great price yeah. point. People are already on YouTube. Yeah. The DVR stuff is good too. DVR is good, and I think for a lot of people, this will be a great solution. Yes, but I've been spoiled now by with the Turner stuff, and I feel like to take away the Turner stuff would be too much for me. Okay. Um, it has everything else, but 
And really, I'm not missing anything of Viacom stuff because I can't get it now anyways. I so, feel like uh, I want to wait until they premiere mm-hmm. the actual channels yeah. to then, then make a decision. Also, PlayStation View is supposed to eventually deliver that promise that they, sa- that they said that they would at the beginning. Remember when they first announced this thing that they said eventually there would be a model where you just choose the networks you want? Yes. That still has yet to happen. So if PlayStation, if Sony actually does that... But it's still in tiers, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they said that there was going to be a custom tier at some point. When they announced this thing, that's what they said that they were going to do, is that there were going to be the three tiers for a while until they the, developed the a, la carte a, a la carte model. That was the goal. I, still it's going to be tough to do an all-car yeah, model, though. Yeah, because that's not, how the net, that's not how the network companies sell. Right. Um, but we'll see. Um, so until they do that, and if they do that, then they're going to keep themselves unique. Other than that, yeah, I think the YouTube for a lot of people is going to be a solution. Yes. Um, you will also get... Uh, you can add uh, shows like Showtime and Soccer for additional fees. Right, Showtime seems to be doing that across the board. Yep. However, uh, for those of us who are football fans, we will not... Uh, we will be allowed to stream it, just not on mobile. And Verizon mm-hmm. still has an exclusive yeah, deal, with, deal. AS, yeah. with uh, the NFL to stream via mobile Which via Verizon. Which is fine, because if you really care about football, you're not watching it on your phone. No. No. Watching well, it well, on a TV-ass TV. Yes. If you're out right and about. Right yes. at <laughs> Let's be real. Right. Not watching it on your phone. All right. Um, this is where we'll Oh, oh, and uh, no matter what you watch or what you watch it on, mm-hmm. you may see ads because uh, Google, being Google yeah. and its network partners, can sell ads on YouTube TV to bring additional revenue. Yeah, like ads. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they just completely like even on the networks if they just completely like did planned ad breaks uh, with Google catered content like they do in YouTube. Well, here's the thing: it's not Google catered; it's personally. Catered. Yeah, that's what I mean by yes. that. Yes. When I say that, I mean Google, the Google al- algorithms that are already basically looking at your web history in Chrome and trying to dev- de- devise what you like. Of course, that means the dreaded thing that I always hated about Hulu, which is you see the same three ads over and over yes. and over again. Apparently, I have fibromyalgia. Yeah, like, like I... apparently you have fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That might be a problem. And that might want to look into it. <laughs> and that freaking Universal Studios Fast and Furious ride yes. ad we saw <laughs> 15 billion over. times. Because Hulu. <laughs> With uh, Rita Ora yeah. yelling at us. Ready? Steady. <laughs> God, I never want to see that again. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. So yeah, it, it's a neat idea. I'm glad they're doing it. They have a name and cachet for it. So if they get, if they make the, it's the same thing I said about the DirecTV. If they make the deals, then I'm there. But if they don't make the deals, if they don't have the channels, they I don't want, have what you want. You're not. And I'm go. not gonna do it. I'm comfortable here on View. Yes. So something they have to convince me. Convince That's me. That's what I do a lot of people. Convince me. They may not have to because convince of. Me. It depends how their uh, on demand will work. Yeah, that the, the on demand is a good big question. I like the DVR stuff. That's a cool idea. Right, but then does that mean that it has to mm-hmm. air before you can watch it, and do you have to record it? And how does that play into the different networks' rules about that? Some of the networks basically don't want you to do that and want you to watch their on demand stuff instead. So right, which is what uh, PlayStation View does is it'll give you the on demand, but if you have a DVR, yeah. 
you can skip the commercials. Otherwise, you have to watch them. Also, I noticed that this one is yet another one of these streaming services that it, the CW is opted out of, yes. too. Yes. Um, I guess they're really going, going gung-ho on doing their own thing. They have their own app. They're yeah. going to do their own thing. They're just not making these deals. Yep. They haven't made the deal with Hulu. So no live CW. Yep. Pretty much no matter what you do. Just you got to go with CW app. Yep. Or get an actual cable company. Yep. Hmm. I don't know why you do that. <laughs> get, get a wireless tuner. Wireless tuna. Mm. All right. Tuna. Free range tuna. Let's move on. All right. Lastly, in uh, TV news, friends, uh, doctor, you don't have fibromyalgia. <laughs> <laughs> My doctor has diagnosed no? me. <laughs> Good job. Glad you have a doctor on call. On call. Well, I have on call, on bed, on me. Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. We're getting into information here. T-T-T-M-I. T-T-M-I. 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 Too damn much. Too damn much information. All right. Lastly, we have... That's not lastly in television. Oh. No. Lastly cancellations. No, lastly television. Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. So, that's coming back this summer. Yeah. Although, we don't know when this summer. Sometime. Sometime this summer. So, in preparation, uh, Game of Thrones and HBO will team up with 19 MLB teams and cross-promote before Season 7 begins. Uh, the specific promos and offerings are to be determined. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they will have similar promotions and connections that most stadiums have with Disney in Marvel, and Star Wars Nights. Right. Um, teams that are currently planned to participate include Arizona's Diamondbacks, Boston's Red Sox, mm-hmm. Cincinnati's Reds, Chicago's White Sox, okay. Houston's Astros, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Dodgers, okay. Kansas City's Royals, <laughs> Miami's Marlins, Milwaukee's Brewers, Minnesota's Twins, Oakland's Athletics. Could, this would have been faster if you just had most MLB teams. I'm going to say all 19, because there's actually 32. Philadelphia's Phillies, Pittsburgh's Pirates, Seattle's Mariners, San Francisco's Giants. All, all these possessive S's are freaking me out. St. Louis's Cardinals, <laughs> Texas Rangers, Texas's Tampa Bay's Rays, and Washington's Nationals. Got it. Okay. All right. So a good mix of both Jesus. National and American League. Good. <laughs> That's going to the possessive of renewals. And yes, I saw something that got canceled. What did you see that got canceled? I saw that that sci-fi show got canceled. Inc? Yeah, Incorporated. Yep. Incorporated. Yeah. Canceled after one season on sci-fi. Also, something got canceled after two episodes. I'll get into that. I witnessed... <laughs> Cancelled after one season. Yeah, that. On USA. Also. Yeah. And then Doubt. Yes. Cancelled after two episodes on CBS. One of those real embarrassing things where you just had Laverne Cox doing all the media events. And just had her on the late night circuit. And then all of a sudden this thing gets canned. Yes. Uh, Well, future episodes. Mm Because they have shot six episodes. Uh, future episodes have been pulled from the schedule and instead will be replaced with reruns of <laughs> Bull. Jeez. This is from the same team as yeah. Bull. What do you think happened? Uh, people didn't watch it. Yes. Because but... I didn't know this was a thing. 
I knew it was a thing because of the media stuff that they were doing, but I don't know. All right. Uh, so what is doubt? Is it a law thing? I think. You think? You don't know? I actually don't know. All right. There, there, therein lies your problem. <laughs> uh, other <laughs> renewals include the, the Mick. <laughs> the Mick gets a second season. Uh, Fox? Sure. Lethal Weapon gets a second season. Apparently people like that thing. Apparently. Like that apparently came around. Uh, Star. Okay. It gets a second season on Fox. We <laughs> were just talking about how... How uh, Malia's sister watches that thing. <laughs> I asked her how it was, and she was like, it's probably not very good, but I watch <laughs> she, it. Yeah, that was... She's like, it's not good. Yeah, she's like, it's but not it's good, like, but I watch I it. Like, I like the music. It's got music, yeah. Her argument was, <laughs> so, it's got the music. It's got so the music. it's my, like... She compared it to Empire in the same Empire? Way. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like Empire, but not as good. Yeah, that's that Isn't that my analysis before that scene... Premiere. Oh yeah, no, it's what all, all of us thought that thing was gonna be. Yeah. That's exactly what everybody thinks. Yeah, that she thing fully is. admits it's it not is. Good. That is what that is. All right. So uh, yeah. moving on, we also have six. 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 It's a second season, ten episodes, on the History Channel. Is it gonna have a sixth season? No, second season. <laughs> second season of six. We have second season of six. Six season six. No, episode six. Does that make it production code six six six? That's just when they, they stand it before The number of the beast. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> we also have Fortitude, which got a second season oh. from Pivot. But Pivot's <laughs> not going to air it. So it's going to pivot to Amazon. Okay. And it'll air a second season there. Of what? Of Fortitude. No. Pivot. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I had to pivot back. Oh. She needed help. You didn't have to pivot. Shut up. <laughs> it was technically twice, so I'm good. Anyways. <laughs> we also have The Circus. Mm-hmm. Gets a second season. Season on Showtime. Nothing's a circus. Uh, however, second season is ordered to focus on Trump administration's first 100 days. Woo! That's a circus. Yeah. Circus ain't over yet. <laughs> Uh, we also have Feud uh, gets renewed ahead of its series premiere mm-hmm. uh, that's the FX show right uh, yeah sorry uh, Beth Midler and no Susan Sarandon no Susan Sarandon's in it no no what is <laughs> help me out here question mark Joan, Cro- Joan Crawford it's the story of Joan Crawford and uh, Betty Davis there we go there you go not starring them not starring them because About they're dead. Them. Right. But that happened. <laughs> dead for a that while. That happened. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that thing gets a, we'll get a second season, and its focus will be on the ending of a marriage between Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Oh, so they want this thing to be like a series pe- like American Crime American, Story. Like American Horror and, Story. Okay, so why don't they call this thing American Feud, then? If they really wanted to bring it all together. American Feud Story. American Feud Story. <laughs> sure, why not, right? Family Feud Story. Yes, Family Feud Story is starring... Starring your favorite actors and actresses. Yes, Family Feud Story. Yes. Anyways. Anyways, we get to our deaths now. Oh, goody. Yes, we have uh, Bill Paxton. Yep. Age 61. Yep. That's died of complications of heart surgery. Yeah. Uh, apparently was a famous actor. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yes, Bill Paxton. Yes, Bill Paxton. <laughs> Present to us all. 
No, not, not that president. No, but not in the movie you're thinking. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, so that happened. Yes. We also have Joseph Wapner. Okay. What? 97. Mm-hmm. Former American judge. Okay. And was a judge of the People's Court. Okay. So that happened. Or that did happen. We also have Neil Finkelton, age 36, died of a heart attack, was an actor and stuntman on Game of Thrones and Avengers and 47 Ronin and a bunch of other projects. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot of work. He was always the big burly guy. Oh, okay. Uh, we also, and lastly, we have Eric Miller, age 75, heart attack, was an American record producer for Pablo Records. Ooh, okay. Alright, so, games? Video games! Do you want to save your review for last, or do you want to go to... I can save it for last. Oh, no. no, I mean, like, do you want to save video games for last, then? That no, no, we could just do this now. All it's right. not going to be very long. Alright. Uh, so yeah, this is Switch Week. Yep. So, all your news outlets are basically reviewing the Switch. Yeah, so if you want to see stuff about the Switch, it seems like a lot of the media uh, got their hands on that thing. Early uh, buzz is uh, mostly about its problems. Um, yes, a lot of outlets well. were having the same issue with the left Joy-Con losing connection after use. Really? Um, there were some issues about uh, pieces on the Joy-Con slider to slide it onto the Switch unit being broken. Well, apparently if you slide it incorrectly, mm-hmm. it's easy it's, to break. It's easy to break. So there's a lot and of that. it's easy to slide in incorrectly. Apparently those cards don't taste very good. That's another hot take from cards? the internet. The game cards. Why are you tasting it? Exactly my question. I didn't, I didn't wonder about it. It's just okay. I'll accept this. Anyways, it seems like... The actual structure, structural integrity of that thing maybe could be better, but people really like that Zelda game. Oh, do they? All the early buzz for that um, seems positive. Um, so Zelda Breath yeah. of the Wild comes out day in, day in launch. Oh, so that will be Friday. out Friday. So if you're getting one of those things, yes. you're probably getting Zelda with it. Um, uh, so far... Uh... Early Buzz is great. I'm seeing yeah. tens and perfects across the board. Yeah, um, Famitsu even yeah, gave it 40, it's 40 out of 40. And then uh, British Magazine Edge gave it a 10. Yes. Uh, which is like the only like 17th 10 they've ever given or something. Right. Some right now Metacritic has number. it at a 97, which is the highest of the year so far. That being said, keep in mind that the official embargo ends on Friday morning. I was yes. wrong. Apparently they are embargoing this thing officially until Friday morning. So we did not get Zelda reviews in mass. No, no, like no, we no, no. We're not. They're not official reviews. Yeah. They're scores. Yeah, some of the because those are outlets that aren't burdened by the American embargo. Right. So we'll see uh, what happens when we get to Friday morning. But chances are, it seems pretty positive buzz about that thing. People like that game. Yes. Um, no word on huge differences between the Switch and the Wii U version. But it seems like that, if anything's being said, is that the Wii U version does take a little bit of a frame rate hit. The Wii U version? The Wii U version. Oh, for Zelda. For Zelda. Oh, I like, think okay. it's coming out on both on the same day. All right. People forget that. But yes, that is also a Wii U game. Yes. Um, also, apparently, <laughs> when you do get the Switch, there is a frame rate loss when you go from well, yeah. dock to we portable. Knew, we knew that. We knew that. Because the thing is a little bit more powerful, has more power coming to yep. it when it's docked. 
Um, so yeah, uh, we'll see on Friday. You don't think of update if we're not getting that thing? Why not? But, no. Well, you might. No, I'm getting that thing in holiday. You sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay, you believe that. Anyways, <laughs> I think I would know. Um, no, your birthday's coming up. So? Okay. <laughs> I'm not buying it for myself. Didn't say that. Moving on! <laughs> God. Xbox! Jesus. Moving on. Uh, at keeping secrets. <laughs> Shadow of Mordor is getting a sequel. Finally. Yes! Shadow of War. Which is such a bad name. It's it such is. a bad that name. That is a bad name. They went from, like, this is obviously Lord of the Rings to, I don't know what the hell this game is. <sighs> Instead of Shadow of War, she called it Shadow of Mordor. No, let's Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> or they could have just, I don't know, Shadow of Mordor 2. Shadow of Mord Mordor. <laughs> Shadow of Mordor. Mordor. It's M O R E. Yes. Dash D O R. Yes. <laughs> Shadow of Mount Doom. Shadow of Sauron. Yeah, there we go. That's a way better name. Shadow of Sauron. Shadow of Sauron. Yeah. What a wasted opportunity, guys. Although I am. There you go. There's a free one for you. I'm excited for another one of those. I liked Shadow of Mordor. I love Shadow of Mordor. It's a good game. It's a good. It's a really good game. Yeah. It was one of the first ones to come out on the new consoles. Yeah. Actually. And so imagine what they could do now. Yeah. I mean, seeing how games look these days, man, they have an opportunity. So. I I mean I remember playing that when we first yeah. moved in together, and that thing was. The game's good. That game was good. That game's good. I liked all the things you could do with it. All the different chill styles. Imagine what they and, can do on PlayStation Pro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> that game's going to be good, so we're excited. Working on the Xbox. One. No. No? No. Okay. Pretty much my rule now is that if there's a pro mode, I'm getting him on PlayStation. <laughs> well, what if there was a reason for you to turn on the Xbox One again? Um, it would probably have to do with this thing that, yes, we need to talk about. Yes. Which is the Netflix of games! PlayStation Now! No. Oh. It's not that. Stream! So Steam. What, if, what if I told you? Steambox! No, no. no. What if I told you? EA Origins! Kind of. EA Access! That's pretty close, actually. Yeah. So what if I told you that Xbox saw PlayStation, what PlayStation Now was doing, it's like, we can do that, but screw streaming, who needs it? Well, that's exactly what they did. Right. So, Xbox Game Pass is what we're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah, borrowing a name that they retired, technically. Uh, this will be a <laughs> monthly fee access for past mm-hmm. games. Cinnamon rolls, nice. A la PlayStation Now. No. So, for... No. Pay attention. $10. a bag of those. For only $10 a month. $9.99 a month. $10 a month. Those are pretty yeah. For $10 a month, <laughs> you can get these games! You can get all these games! <laughs> You're allowed to stream over 100 Xbox One games and Xbox 360 games! What is going on over there? You've turned into a senator. I, um... <laughs> you! will only be able to play games available yeah. and will be updated monthly. So that's the thing about this. So yes, on paper... This is, oh, like now, it's like you have access to all these games, except they're doing the Netflix model. And by that I mean... They're going to rotate them out. Things will be rotated, just like Netflix. So you can't always... So, for example, Halo 3 might be a game that you can play for a little bit. 
until Microsoft decides we're taking the Halo games off of this for a little bit. I and think, then you won't play Halo 3. Uh, I think stuff like that, Halo, like the Halo and anything yeah. directly related to Microsoft, uh, will probably be on there forever. Maybe. Think of it like a Netflix original. Yeah, the other thing about this is that there'll be an option in this service to permanently purchase something that you are playing as part of the subscription. Yes. The reason why I bring this up is so this gives you an opportunity if you like something so much that, and one, you are worried that it is going to be taken off the service, or two, you are going to end your subscription to the Game Pass, purchasing it will give you permanent access to that game. Correct. That's an awesome idea. It's a cool idea. Yes. And there will be discounts for people discount who then. are paying the monthly fee. Whatever the discount is, uh, mm -hmm. both likely 20% is what the internet's saying. Um, we'll still have to wait and see. But, so yeah, it, it is important to reiterate here you're downloading these games. This is yes. not streaming. You'll download straight to your console, yeah. unlike PS Now, mm -hmm. which requires an online connection. Right. Nor will you need Microsoft Gold to access this. Right. But you will be needing that uh, Microsoft Gold in order to play anything online, multiplayer. Yeah, just as, as it has been as it has with been. everything else. Uh, this will roll out la uh, later in spring. Yeah. So... Before E3, yeah. we will get this thing, which I feel like last year at E3, they should have said something about this. Yeah, but I think th this sounds to me like they're trying whatever they can right now. This is very smart, but it is also the move of a second place console because Sony wouldn't do this because they don't need to. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like they're losing money. Yeah. It sounds like they need some way to yeah. get people to pay a monthly to pay them constantly yeah. in order to fund Scorpio. It is smart. It is a very smart thing. Oh, it's definitely I smart. think, though, just another thing, though, is I want to be the realist here about this thing, that it is very cool, but here's another thing that is going to be a problem with this thing for a lot of people who would be interested. It will not have new games. Uh, Microsoft would be real dumb if they put new just released titles on this thing. There's, there's the cash. It will not be yeah. just released. You right. probably will have to wait a year for it just to Just like Netflix. Because, yeah, I think if, if you're thinking, oh, this is just one thing, I don't have to buy a game again. No, not quite. If you want to live the zeitgeist and play a game when everybody else is playing it, this is you will games still that you, have to buy games. Yes, this is for games yeah. that you missed out on and well, you're waiting for the next title to be released. You look for something to play. So thus, chances are, I will not pay for this because i used to have a gamefly subscription and in lulls where there were no game new games coming out i just paid that thing and didn't use it because i didn't i'm not the kind of person who is like what's this game from three or four years ago that i haven't played i'm gonna dig that up i'm gonna gamefly it that's just not who i am those people exist but i'm not that person right so this thing is not for me but it's cool for the people that it's for right if you only pay for like three or four games a month Maybe not necessarily for you. If you're the kind of person who goes to the GameStop down the road and dives into the bin of clearance games every once in a while, this is for you. It probably saves you money in the long term. If you're the person like me who, like, oh, this new game is coming out, I want to play it when it comes out and be part of the conversation, this isn't for you. Yes. So it depends. Depends on the type of gamer you yeah. are yeah. and how much gaming you will get done. Right. If that's the that's other thing. That's the other thing. Uh, I think... In the last two years, I've bought more video games than I probably have ever bought in my life. <laughs> right, but how many of those have you actually completed? 
well, not a whole lot of them. Exactly. But I don't play games to complete them. Well, I do. <laughs> which is why I'm, I'm still playing Kingdom Hearts right. uh, 3, 3D. Right. And not, and we're going to roll into our next segment, right. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, so Horizon Zero Dawn came out on Tuesday. That thing we've been talking about for a while, it was the big uh, Sony first party release, or first, technically second, uh, big Sony Studios published um, title for 2017 so far, as we know it. And man, does that thing pay off. So if you're not sure what that thing is, it's an open world game. And it's set in the super far-flung post-apocalypse in which Earth society crumbled. It's been replaced by tribes tribes again. So you have uh, warring tribes and a world in which technology battles nature. There are monsters that are robot animals roaming the world. And at first you're not really clear why. There's some hints about what may have happened with whatever war took place about there be kind of a residual technology left over in the world that kind of took over and went rampant by itself. Um, but part of the game is finding out the mystery about all this. So you play as Aloy, uh, who is a girl who was uh, born an outcast, raised by an outcast father figure. Um, doesn't know who her mother is, not that outcast. <laughs> uh, Andre 3000, three stacks is not in this game. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and uh, you t- you uh, she is training to basically be- become a member of the tribe that has um, that has bullied her her entire youth. Bully. Yes, and so uh, she becomes a warrior for for the tribe of sorts and tries to find out the mystery of both her origins and of the world that you live in. So what this thing actually is is it's an open world game with some crafting so if you like those kind of survival games it's got a little bit of element of that um similar games would be far cry and tomb raider in that kind of like where you're finding things to build your your weapons and to fix things and change your outfits there's that but there's also uh, mass effect style uh, dialogue trees um so a lot of um a lot of choose uh, the occasional uh, choice um, with conversation options, and uh, there's also loot, and there's also RPG leveling and um, skill trees. There's uh, the combat is kind of a mix between kind of an open world combat style with a monster hunter style, um, taking large enemies down bit by bit. There's a little bit of that stuff, but it does it all in a way that's really intuitive. These are things in other games that I've usually disliked. I don't really like the survival games. I didn't really get into Far Cry. Um, and I don't really like a lot of stealth mechanics. This game does those things really well. It does those things uh, where you have so many options that there's always kind of an easier approach and a harder approach. So basically the challenge is whatever you want to make it in a lot of the scenarios. You can just hang out in a patch of grass and whistle to have people come over one by one and take them out silently. Or you can engage in combat and set traps and um, kind of take a, a more direct approach uh, to the fighting. And that is just as valid. So it's one of those uh, stealth games where you don't, you're not reliant on being sneaky, which is good. You can get, Aloy can figure herself out of combat pretty well. So it's a really, really cool world. Um, the mystery is, is kind of fascinating. It does a lot of cool stuff with the, um, the lore that it's telling you. The, for example, the, um, 
the, vil- the, the, the tribe that you're in is a matriarchal society. So basically their god is female. The leaders of the tribe are female. And the guys are kind of just like kind of there. <laughs> it's mostly the, the, wit- the like a common thread is that the quest you go on is always a dude being like, my warrior daughter or my warrior girlfriend or my warrior mother is missing. I need to find her. It's cool stuff like that. And so it's it's an interesting world that they've created, um, a fascinating main character, and man, does that thing look pretty on a PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, like previously we had talked about how Uncharted Four, like set a bar. I think this one puts that bar just another notch up. It looks fantastic and doesn't rely on some of the crutches that Uncharted did. Uncharted still had a little bit of that motion blur. Um, this doesn't need it. Um, there's nothing covering up anything here. You don't add, you have a like a real great lighting engine there that easily outdoes Uncharted's. And what Gorilla did, I think, with the tech here is probably better than what most people are doing on PS4 right now or games in general. It's a real real good looking game. Um, obviously, if you have a 4K TV, it probably looks even better. But here, downsampled into 1080, it looks great. Uh, so yeah, I really like that game. Um, if you that any of that sounded interesting to you, go check it out. Um, it's just sixty bucks, usual fifty nine ninety nine game. Um, DLC will be on the way later, but really, it's a pretty complete package. It looks like I'm gonna be spending at least like fifty so hours with this thing. He's good. It's good. It's good stuff. All right, well, I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, no rush. It'll be there. All right. So does this mean we're gonna move on? Right. Yeah, I haven't played this yet. I'm going to finish Kingdom Hearts first and then right. get to it because I'm just about done with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, This thing's an investment, though. Yes, yeah. that's what you told me. So that's yeah. why I'm, I'm, I'm staving off for now. I'm, I might just play I, it in my room. I feel badly for the people. Yeah, I feel badly for the people who have both this and Zelda to play this week because uh, I don't know how they're going to have time to, to play both. Apparently, <laughs> you're, you won't have to. You'll have to choose because <laughs> you can play Zelda on the go and you can't play. There, that is true. Yeah, I guess yeah. play play Horizon at home and play Zelda on the bus. Is that how people? Yep, that's it? what you got to do. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Anything um, else for video games? Um, no, that's all I have. So let's jump into Billboard. We're we'll talking music now. Music Billboard. Your Hot One Hundred. Change it a little bit. Your number one song is still Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Rounding off the top five, two, Bad and Bougie with, uh, from Migos. Number three is the Fifty Shades Darker song, I Don't Want to Live Forever, Zayn and Taylor Swift. Number four is Bruno Mars' new single, That's What I Like. Um, also, uh, see also 2002. And <laughs> number five is Closer wait, wait. by the Chance. Wait, let's go, let's go back up. Let's go back down. How far did... Um, How far did what? Uh, Katy Perry's song drop. Because even though we didn't cover it last week, I saw that it did hit top five. Well... If it did, it dropped quite a bit. Oh, Lord. I don't even see it. Really? Well, this is this is dead air. But, um... No, no, no. I saw it last week. I saw it on there last week. I don't know, but it is no longer in the top five. All right, I'm going to look this up, but go ahead and go on to the next... Uh, Your album list uh, is top this week, debuting at number one, Future by Future. Future's Future? Yes. Number two, uh, 24 Karat Magic, Bruno Mars coming back up. Uh, 
thanks to a new single. And number three, Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack, getting a little bit still riding out the movie bump. Starboy by the Weekend is still number four, and Culture by Migos is number five. And that's your Billboard list this week. What do we have in music news? Music news. Uh, well, we have a new release to talk about. Okay. We have Alexis Taylor. Listen what? with and without piano. Oh, okay. We have <laughs> Blank Mass with World Eater. Okay. David Bazan, Care. Okay. And Temples with Volcano. Okay. I got nothing. I don't know who any of those people are. We also have Mastodon, okay. Emperor of Sand. I have heard Mastodon. They're a... They're a metal band. We have yeah. Little Big Town, The Breaker. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Wait, yeah, no, I do. <laughs> it's a Little Big Town, little, not Lady Antebellum. Little Big Planet. Got it. <laughs> and lastly, we have The Sheerans of Eds. Yep. Comes out with Divide. Yep. So, yeah, Ed Sheeran so that'll Divide. be your number one album next week. Most likely. Most likely. Yep. And uh, we also have uh, some news to carry on here. Okay, music news. What do you got? Uh, first off, Coachella. Oh, uh, yes. Big announcement. Big swap. Yeah, yeah. Hot swap. So we were right. We had called a few weeks ago that it was looked like it was likely that Beyonce may be giving birth to her twins yep. around the time of uh, Coachella. Well, it turns out she has dropped out. And the, um, the organizers have announced her replacement. It is, of course, your Super Bowl halftime performing winner. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. So yeah, uh, that could be cool. Uh, so those of you who are still, against all odds, going to Coachella, you will not get Beyonce, but you'll get Gaga. Yeah, see, here was last week where it premiered yeah, at number it four. It dropped off the face of the earth. And it just dropped off the face of the earth, apparently. That happens sometimes. I did finally hear it played on the radio, though, today okay. for the first time. What do you think? I like it. It's, I like it. It's I like a, that song. It's, it's a different song. Right. I like you know, I'm I'm picky with Katy Perry. Yeah. There's some Katy Perry songs I just don't care for. I, oh, it's right there, number eight. For the most part, it. I don't get her. Yeah. Okay. So, just yeah, I just don't get the Katy Perry love in a lot of cases. But yeah. this one, I I like. I don't know how you miss it, number eight. <laughs> this one right by it. Yep. All right. Um, other um, music news. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you get your um, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. 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 Uh, where are you? Uh, other music news includes notes. Come on, notes. Okay. Work with me here. <laughs> work with the technology. Don't work against me. Technology. Oh yeah, Jack White. He's gonna open a vinyl record shop in Detroit. I'm not surprised. I'm sorry, not a shop, a plant. I'm not surprised. Detroit needs jobs, so For, Jack White should uh, rescue. Third Man Records, his record company. Yeah. Uh, we also have David Bowie in the news. Sure. Uh, as a crowdfunder campaign has been launched, asking for 990,000 euros. Or pounds. Because they're off the euro. <laughs> okay. Uh, for a David Bowie statue. Okay. Uh, the three-story construction would resemble a red and blue lightning bolt in tribute to uh, Aladdin's same character. Okay. Uh, if built, this would be situated opposite Brixton Tube Station, which is five <laughs> streets away from his birthplace on Stansfield Road. Uh, their cutoff date 
to make their goal is March 21st. Okay. If they're interested in any of that, you're yeah. in London. Thank you for listening. Yep, yep, good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, is that it? Nope. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go take a match for last. Great talk about that thing. <laughs> uh, Nickelback's in the news. As they always are. Uh, well, the, the band, in our hearts. Well, the band is set to release their ninth studio album, Feed the Machine. They, already, they only have nine albums? In June. I in feel June. like they would have a lot more by now. But anyways. Their ninth studio album. I mean, freaking Dirk's Bentley has like ten albums. Like, how does Nickelback only have nine? Oh, Lincoln Park's only at seven. I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just that seems weird. I was expecting that number to be higher. Oh, well. It seems high enough. Okay. Yeah, we don't need that many. Can more. we take it higher? Oh, we know that's Creed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, funny enough, you mentioned Creed because both of these guys, both Nickelback and Creed, ended up on a list. Oh, but yeah, they're on a list, all right. What list are you talking about? I don't know, but what list is this? Well, what list are you thinking of? Maybe it's the same list. Worst bands. <laughs> Close. Uh, so a memo went out to the U.S. Army uh, uh, regarding. What, what? <laughs> So, the U.S. Army has sent out a memo to all of its, um, to everyone, uh, in regards to terrible rock groups. Okay. Being banned. Okay. So, effective the 14th of February, 2017th year of our Lord. Valentine's Day. The following bands will no longer be allowed to be played in, uh, corporal, pla- corporal places. Okay. <laughs> all right. Including Nickelback and including Creed. We have Corn. Okay. Nickelback. All right. Okay. Slipknot. Okay. Smash Mouth. All right. And Creed. All right. I'm on board. All these bands have been declared uneligible or have been banned. Ill. That's hilarious. Banned on non grata. Yes, Got these it. bands have been banned <laughs> from being played anywhere on a military site. Fair enough. How much were, have they been played? That they had to, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's what I'm Rules are only like, ever written after they need to be written, are, right? Right. It's, why yeah, that's why I'm curious. Such a who wrote so much rules that this thing had to be initiated? Why is this I, such I a problem know. that they had to write an entire rule for the entire? I don't know. Someone broke army. the rules, so. <laughs> entire that, or army. it's uh, this is this Donald Trump's way of getting back to Canada. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, speaking of Canada. Yes. Uh, Ticketmaster is in trouble with Canada. Uh-oh. So we know how we have this new law in force where bots can't be uh, used to buy tickets. Right. Law only applies in U.S. borders. Okay. So they went to Canada instead. Of course they did. So in Canada, ticket bots take, uh, have purchased Tragically Hips, Tragically Hips Man Machine Poem Tour this summer. And people are angry about it. Which is notable because this is the last tour of the Tragically Hip. They are breaking up. Right. So, it's a big deal if you're Canadian. Not so much if you're pretty much anywhere else. So, their (laughs) tour, Man Machine Poem, uh, went to tickets this past weekend and sold out. But not to who you think they sold out to. Okay. Yes, to bots. Yes. So, a third of the tickets went to bots, and a third of the tickets... Went to brokers, leaving only a third left Ugh, for the fans. That's rough. However, this third that's left does not include other tickets that were set aside for VIPs, such as bands, promoters, 
venues, and other insiders. Okay. So they even had less of a third to choose from. And Canada uh, people were are Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> the Hoosiers. You know, Canada the, people. The, the people of Canada. Those Canada people. The people of Canada were up in arms wow. about it. Okay. And, and wrote strongly worded letters to their government. Okay, sure. Yeah, so we'll see if Canada yeah, similar legislation. To enact similar legislation. Yes. I hope so. <laughs> we hope so. Yes, yeah, so we'll see what those Canada people end up doing. Those damn Canada people. <laughs> well, you think that'd be enough news for Ticketmaster this week? You'd think, but no. No. There's more. Okay. There's so, more. Wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. In Australia. Okay. Uh, there was a, quote, website glitch that Unquote. Ticketmaster is claiming in which it released J. Cole tickets three hours earlier than were scheduled. You know, those Australians, they love J. Cole. Apparently. <laughs> uh, leading them to be released in the middle of the night. <laughs> sure. When J. Cole fans are up. Well, according to the website, <laughs> there was a countdown clock. Okay. That were supposed to be released at 7 a.m. Uh-huh. They got released three hours early at 4 a.m. So when people got up in the morning, like at 6 to go to work or got at work... They had already been on sale for three hours. They had been on sale for three hours and had been sold out. Ugh. That's gross. Uh, It gets worse. Um, Ticketmaster's response is that the tickets only went up on sale and sold out immediately due to high demand. Who's up at 4 in the morning buying all these tickets? Bots! There you go. I did it. Also, (laughs) brokers... Specifically, Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dispute, this is uh, despite the countdown clock on the website. Ticketmaster themselves are selling tickets for the concert, but instead of the previous hundred dollar face value, they're now ranging anywhere between three hundred to five hundred, leading some to speculate that Ticketmaster had bought their own tickets in order to resell at a higher uh, value. <laughs> Oh, what a mess. Yeah. Uh, so, as we continue to report, uh, ticket buying is a complete chit show of a shamble. Yep. Everywhere yeah. now. It kind of always has been. Yeah, but, but... we're just slowly fixing it. Right. We're slowly fixing it with legislation, but now it's... Yeah. Uh, because we fixed it, the rest of the world is seeming to get punished. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if any of this gets fixed and run over. But, in the meantime... But do you have anything else for music news? Uh, not that I can think of. Okay. I got nothing. Oh, I'm going to a concert on Friday. Okay. Who are you seeing? Uh, the Rice. Rice Band. What? I'm Chasing Rice. What? Chase Rice. Rice Chase? Who's Chase Rice? Chase Rice is a country music award winning artist. that would be why I don't know who this is. Uh, he's opening up House of Blues uh, this weekend. Okay, um... Uh, the, 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 our newly renovated House of new Blues... New Anaheim location. location. Yes, they moved, out, they moved out of downtown Disney. Right, and, and now moved down the street down the to street. the Garden Grove. To the Garden, Garden Grove. Grove. Not Garden Grove. <laughs> I said that earlier. The Grove of Anaheim. No, not the Grove of Anaheim. No, no. The Garden Walk. The Garden Walk. Wow. <laughs> They're not that moving was, to Garden Grove. That was a, like you tripped every single step of the yeah. way through that. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, they're going to Garden Grove. You just Yes, down the street to the Garden Walk, which is a local shopping center. Yes, it's it's uh, the Anaheim extreme version of 
outlet malls. Sure. They're supposed to be high and fancy, but nobody goes over there because it's very out of the way. I've never been. Someday I should go. Because it's very out of the way. Yeah, also I don't know where the parking is in that thing. It, it says parking lot here. There's a parking structure. Okay, there's a structure. Got it. Yes. It's a structure? I'll check it out sometime. It's, it's, it's structured right underneath it. You know, it's kind of like built into it. Yeah, structural integrity. Yes. Well, I don't know about integrity, though. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, a, that's a lot to live up to. Fair enough. Okay. All right, that was... <laughs> I think that'll wrap us up. I don't think we have any other news we want to report on, right? Not that I can think of. Uh, I'll report on that news. Calm down. Report all over that news. Anyways. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> so that'll do it for the Media Boat podcast this week. Um, we will be back, of course, next week, next Wednesday night, Pacific time around 8 o'clock, probably at 8 next week. Um, if we have any changes in that schedule, we will, of course, let you know via many of our social media options. Yep. We are found on Facebook, Media Boat Podcast. We are found on Twitter, Media Boat Cast. We are on this very YouTube channel. So if we decide to stream, I might stream some Horizon tomorrow. I haven't oh, actually yes, streamed do that. it yet. Um, tomorrow when I hop into that thing, I'll, I'll, I'll probably stream it as well. Um, so if you want to join me on a Zero Dawn adventure... There will be spoilers, though, so uh, beware. Um, if you care about the story and that thing, it will be spoiled for you. Other than that, um, check that out. Um, you can uh, review us on iTunes, subscribe to us, and get our audio version of the podcast, as well as this live stream on Wednesdays. And we will be back next week with um, probably uh, more... We'll actually have reviews on some stuff. TV stuff. I guess it's yeah. stuff I need to review. Yeah, we'll talk about some television. Including, I need to, uh, we're going to review uh, this season of Man Seeking Woman, of um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, as well as the season finale of Quantico. That happened. That happened. So, tune in. Next week, we'll have a lot less movies to talk to talk about, but we'll have television. Uh, I, I might see Logan this weekend. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was supposed yeah, to see Logan with Logan. friends. Uh, I have to find time to see that. Maybe I'll see Get Out at some point, too, this week. So. All right. And then you guys, get out of here. Get out. Get enjoy out yourself. of here. Get, get out. out. You All can right. enjoy yourself. All right. Have a good here one, guys. Go. Bye. Peace. Peace.